Today, our scripture comes from the book of Jeremiah and the gospel of Matthew. The first reading is from Jeremiah chapter 31, verses 31 through 34. The days are surely coming, says the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and the house of Judah. It will not be like the covenant that I made with their ancestors when I took them by the hand to bring them out of the land of Egypt, a covenant that they broke, though I was their husband, says the Lord. But this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, says the Lord. I will put my law within them, and I will write it on their hearts, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. No longer shall they teach one another or say to each other, Know the Lord, for they shall all know me. From the least of them to the greatest, says the Lord, for I will forgive their iniquity and remember their sin no more. The second reading is from Matthew chapter 26, verses 26 through 28. While they were eating, Jesus took a loaf of bread and after blessing it, he broke it, gave it to the disciples and said, take, eat, this is my body. Then he took a cup and after giving thanks, He gave it to them, saying, Drink from it, all of you, for this is my blood of the new covenant, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. Give thanks for the reading of God's word. Thanks. Uh, Guess who that was? Selena Browning. (laughs) We thank her for reading our scripture this morning. I want to say Happy New Year to everybody as well. Oh, we got to be happier than that. I mean, it's 2020 is behind us. Uh, 2021's in front of us. A new year. We got plenty of reason to praise, to give thanks to God. So, happy new year. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Amen. I'm glad to begin this new year with you. So glad that you're here with us. So glad that those are online with us this morning to join us as we make this new journey together. And I want to say just a word of thanks for the praise band. They always do such an awesome job. And thank you this morning for leading us in our worship. They, um, really help us to get in that spirit of worship and to be led into God's presence. And thank them for that so much. You know, as we have heard this reading of God's word, we seek its understanding and its meaning for our life. And that is the work of God's Holy Spirit. You know, we have God's word, but God's spirit has a way of opening our minds and our hearts to what God wants us to hear, what he wants to say. So let us just ask God to help us in this moment, be present with us. Lord, as we begin this new year, we are thankful, thankful that the past year is behind us. Yet also, God, when we reflect upon this past year, we are thankful that in what has been characterized as an unprecedented year in so many ways, you were with us. You carried us through the worst. You carried us through pain and job loss and, and, and sickness and turmoil and conflict and just the list goes on and on God it was a difficult year to say the least and yet we enter this new year with the assurance that just as you saw us through all that we faced in the past year you are with us now so we're able to look at this new year that's coming still with many problems existing still with so much uncertainty yet we look at it with a sense of hope and a sense of peace because we have the assurance of knowing that as you have been faithful to us and you've carried us through the worst of our times, you will be with us through whatever comes. So thank you, God. 
our praises are lifted up to you today. And now as we seek to worship on this first Sunday of the new year, help us, Lord, to begin it with you. To begin it in our relationship with you. And I just pray that your Holy Spirit would be present among us today as we worship you, as we have the sacrament together, as we recovenant ourselves with you. That this will be a day of new beginnings. So God, we thank you for this time. Bless us now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, on this first Sunday of the new year, we're going to do something different than what we normally do on our Sunday morning worship services and what we normally have even on communion Sundays. We are a United Methodist Church, and we are grateful for our Methodist heritage. And if you know anything about the Methodist Church, you know that John Wesley was the founder of the Methodist movement. And uh, there's something that comes from our Wesleyan roots that is called and uh, known as a covenant renewal service. And we're going to enter into that today. And this goes all the way back to the 1700s. When back then, each year, the people called Methodist would uh, begin the new year with a service that helped them to put the new year out on a right foot by putting God at the center of their lives. It was a time of renewing their covenant with them. So they called this service a covenant renewal service. They would come together just like we're coming together today, and they would uh, read scripture together. They would say prayers together. They would sing. They would reflect upon their lives, all in an attempt to renew their souls and renew their commitment to Jesus Christ as they began the new year. And that's what we're going to experience today in our time together. It's going to be a a more modern version of the original uh, Wesley Covenant service due to some of the language in it. Uh, But some of the prayers are going to be exact prayers that they prayed way back then. So I'm kind of excited to to lead you through this. And earlier this week, I actually posted this service and some of the prayers up on our website. And I encourage you to go to the website and read uh, those prayers as a way of preparing yourselves for today. And so hopefully you were able to do that. Now, for some of you, this is going to be something entirely new that you've never experienced before. And others may remember this service back from your Wesleyan roots or your Methodist roots in the past. Uh, But I think for all of us, this can be a wonderful way to begin the new year by putting God at the center of our lives and renewing our commitment to Jesus Christ. And the truth is, this idea of renewing our covenant with God it's not something new. It didn't, it's much older than the time of John Wesley and the early Methodist. In fact, it, it actually began in uh, the beginning of the Bible when God called the people, the Israelites, uh, forth as his people. You remember in Deuteronomy chapter 31, beginning with verse 9, we find these words. Then Moses wrote down this law and gave it to the priest, the sons of Levi, who carried the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord, and to all the elders of Israel, Moses commanded them every seventh year in the scheduled year of remission during the festival of booths, when all Israel comes to appear before the Lord your God at the place he will choose, you shall read this law before all Israel in their hearing. Assemble the people, men, women, children, as well as the aliens residing in your towns, so that they may hear and learn to fear the Lord your God and observe observe diligently all the words of this law, and so that their children who have not known it may hear it learn to fear the Lord your God as long as you live in the land that you are crossing over the Jordan to possess. So it was a way of probably a heritage that we gained from, from that time. But later on, after 
the Israelites uh, forgot about this covenant and they went astray. As they were purging the land of all the idols of Baal, they discovered, rediscovered this covenant in the temple. And then King Josiah called all the people of Israel together to renew this covenant with God. And we find this in Second Chronicles chapter 34, beginning with verse 29. Then the king sent word and gathered, all to, gathered together all the elders of Judah and Jerusalem. The king went up to the house of the Lord with all the people of Judah, the inhabitants of Jerusalem, the priests, the Levites, all the people, both great and small. And he read in their hearing all the words of the book of the covenant that had been found in the house of the Lord. The king stood in his place and he made a covenant before the Lord to follow the Lord, keeping his commandments, his decrees and his statutes with all his heart and with all his soul and to perform the words of the covenant that were written in this book. Then he made all who were present in Jerusalem and in Benjamin pledge themselves to it. And the inhabitants of Jerusalem acted according to the covenant of God the God of their ancestors. Josiah took away all the abominations from all of the territory and that belonged to the people of Israel. And he made all who were in Israel worship the Lord their God. All his days they did not turn away from following the Lord, the God of their ancestors. And then as we read in our scripture lesson I had this morning read to us earlier, we hear Jeremiah foretelling of the time when God would establish a new covenant with his people. As he says, this is the covenant I will make with the house of Israel after those days, says the Lord. I will put my law within them and I will write it on their hearts and I will be their God and they shall be my people. And then this new covenant was made for us through Jesus Christ. Remember when he gathered his disciples in that upper room to share what would be their last meal together. As he offered them the cup, he says, Drink from it, all of you, for this is my blood of the new covenant, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. So this has always been a part of our heritage as God's people, because we live in a covenant relationship with a God who loves us, with a God who has claimed us as his children and has promised to never forsake us. And God has always been faithful to his side of the covenant. We, on the other hand, often find ourselves in need of renewing our side of the covenant. And that's what we're going to do today in this service. As I lead you through this service this morning, you're going to see prayers and responses on the screen. And uh, that's a way for you to participate in this. And uh, for those of you who are watching online, you're going to also see those prayers and responses. And we would encourage you to, to follow with us and participate with us wherever you are. And I remind those of you online also that immediately following our covenant renewal service, we're going to move into a time of Holy Communion. So hopefully you've made preparation with uh, finding some juice or bread in your home. And uh, we hope that you'll celebrate with us in this. As I said, I think this is, can be a wonderful way to begin the new year by renewing our covenant, our commitment to Jesus Christ and to allowing God to be the center of our lives. So are you ready for this? Ready to do it? <laughs> okay. Well, let's get started. Let's, we're going to begin with a time of prayer, uh, which is a way of renewing and opening our spirits to this time of renewal. So I'm going to, you see the words on your screen. Let us pray these words together. O oh God, searcher of all our hearts, you have formed us as a people and claimed us for your own. As we come to acknowledge your sovereignty and grace and to enter anew into covenant with you, 
Reveal any reluctance or falsehood within us. Let your spirit impress your truth on our inmost being and receive us in mercy for the sake of our mediator, Jesus Christ, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit. One God, forever and ever. Amen. Now we're going to enter into a litany of thanksgiving. And at the end of each phrase that I offer to you, there's going to be that saying that we encourage you to say with us, we praise your holy name, O God. So let us give thanks for all of God's mercies. O God, you have been gracious to us through all the years of our lives. We thank you for your loving care, which has filled our days and brought us to this time and place. Would you pray with me? You have given us life and reason and set us in a world filled with your glory. You have comforted us with family and friends and ministered to us with the hands of our sisters and brothers. We praise your holy name, O God. You have filled our hearts with a hunger after you. You've given us your peace. You have redeemed us and called us to a high calling in Christ Jesus. You have given us a place in the fellowship of your spirit and the witness of your church. We praise your name, O God. You have been our light in darkness and a rock of strength and adversity and temptation. You have been the very spirit of joy in our joys and the all-sufficient reward in all of our labors. We praise your holy name, O God. You remembered us when we forgot you. You followed us even when we tried to flee from you. You met us with forgiveness when we returned to you. For all your patience and overflowing grace, we praise your holy name, O God. Now hear the proclamation. Brothers and sisters in Christ, the Christian life is redeemed from sin and consecrated to God. Through baptism, we have entered this life and have been admitted into a new covenant, of which Jesus Christ is the mediator. He sealed it with his own blood that it might last forever. On one side, God promises to give us new life in Christ, the source and perfecter of our faith. On the other side, we are pledged to live no more for ourselves, but only for Jesus Christ, who loved us and gave himself for us. From time to time, we renew this covenant with God, especially when we reaffirm the baptismal covenant or when we celebrate the sacrament of Holy Communion. Today, however, we meet as generations before have met to renew the covenant that binds us to God. So let us make this covenant of God our own. You are now invited to renew your covenant and commit yourselves to Christ as his servants. To give yourselves to him that you may belong to him. Christ has many services to be done. Some are more easy and honorable. Others are more difficult and disgraceful. Some are suitable to our, to our inclinations and interests. Others are contrary to both. In some, we may please Christ and please ourselves. But then there are other works where we cannot please Christ without denying ourselves. It is necessary, therefore, that we consider what it means to be a servant of Christ. Let us, therefore, go to Christ and pray. Will you pray with me? Let me be your servant under your command. I will no longer be my own. I will give up myself to your will in all things. 
Be satisfied that Christ shall give you your place and work. Let us pray. Lord, put me to what you will. I put myself fully into your hands. Rank me with who you will. Put me to doing. Put me to suffering. Let me be employed for you or laid aside for you. Exalted for you or brought low for you. Let me be full. Let me be empty. Let me have all things. Let me have nothing. I freely and with a willing heart yield all things to your pleasure and disposal. Christ will be the Savior of none but his servants. He is the source of all salvation to those who obey. Christ will have no servants except by consent. Christ will not accept anything except full consent to all that he requires. Christ will be all in all or he will be nothing. So let us confirm this by a holy covenant. To make this covenant reality in your life, listen to these admonitions. First, set apart some time, more than once, to be spent alone before the Lord in seeking earnestly God's special assistance and gracious acceptance of you. Carefully think through all the conditions of this covenant and search your hearts as to whether you have already freely given your life to Christ. Consider what your sins are. Consider the laws of Christ, how holy, strict, and spiritual they are, and whether you, after having carefully considered them, are willing to choose them all. Be sure that you are clear in these matters and see to it that you do not lie to God. Second, be serious and in a spirit of holy awe and reverence. Third, claim God's covenant toward you and rely upon God's promise of giving grace and strength so you can keep your promise. Trust not your own strength and power. Fourth, resolve to be faithful. You have given to the Lord your hearts. You have opened your mouths to the Lord and you have dedicated yourself to God with God's power pledged never to go back. And last, be then prepared to renew your covenant with the Lord. Fall down on your knees. Lift your hands toward heaven. Open your hearts to the Lord as we pray together. O righteous God, for the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, see me as I fall down before you. Forgive my unfaithfulness and not having done your will. For you have promised mercy to me if I turn to you with my whole heart. God requires that you put away all your idols. So let us pray. I hear from the bottom of my heart, renounce them all, coveting with you that no known sin shall be allowed in my life. Against your will, I have turned my love toward the world. In your power, I will watch all temptations that will lead me away from you. For my own righteousness is riddled with sin, unable to stand before you. Through Christ, God has offered to be your God again, if you will let him. So let us pray. Before all heaven and earth, I here acknowledge you as Lord and God. I take you, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, for my portion, and vow to give up myself, body and soul, as your servant, to serve you in holiness and righteousness all the days of my life. 
God has given the Lord Jesus Christ as the only way and means of coming to God. So let us pray. Jesus, I do here on bended knees accept Christ as the only new and living way and sincerely join myself in a covenant with him. O blessed Jesus, I come to you hungry, sinful, miserable, blind, and naked, unworthy even to wash the feet of your servants. I do here with all my power accept you as my Lord and head. I renounce my own worthiness and I vow that you are the Lord, my righteousness. I renounce my own wisdom and take you for my only guide. I renounce my own will and take your will as my law. Christ has told you that you must suffer with him. So let us pray. I do here covenant with you, O Christ, to take my lot with you as it may fall. Through your grace, I promise that neither life nor death shall part me from you. God has given holy laws as the rule of your life. Let us pray. I do here willingly put my neck under your yoke to carry your burden. All your laws are holy, just, and good. I therefore take them as the rule for my words, thoughts, and actions, promising that I will strive to order my whole life according to your direction and not allow myself to neglect anything I know to be my duty. The Almighty God searches and knows your hearts. So let us pray. O God, you know that I make this covenant with you today without guile or reservation. If any falsehood should be in it, guide me and help me to set it right. And now, glory be to you, O God the Father, whom I from this day forward shall look upon as my God and Father. Glory be to you, O God the Son, who have loved me and washed me from my sins in your own blood. Now is my Savior and Redeemer. Glory be to you, O God the Holy Spirit, who by your almighty power has turned my heart from sin to God. And now, O glorious and blessed God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, you are mine and I am yours. So be it. Let the covenant I have made on earth be ratified in heaven. And all God's people say together, Amen. Amen. John Wesley's brother, Charles Wesley, was known as the great hymn writer. And Charles Wesley wrote a hymn for this very service that the Methodists would always sing as a part of the service. And Warren's going to lead us in that at this time as we uh, reflect upon the covenant.